Civic Duty, Civic Duty. How's it going, Josh? How's it going? I might as well start podcasting now. Just got just uh, coming home from the show. I was hoping to meet up with my cousin Nick, but I haven't heard back from him, so he must be busy or still at the lake or whatever. So it's, it's all good. Lisa's gonna be happy. I'm gonna be home tonight, as opposed to tomorrow, late tomorrow morning or early afternoon tomorrow. So that'll be cool. I think she'll be good with that. So all good. All good in the hood. Hey man, (laughs) my voice is shot. I don't know, man. Like there's a lot of four hour pay-per-views, like four hours, not necessarily pay-per-views, just four hour pro wrestling shows where the crowd is hot for the entire show. And that fucking blows my mind, man, because holy mackerel, like my voice is shot and I'm tired. Like, it is hard to be a, a loud crowd member for four hours. It wasn't even, like, that wasn't four hours. But, man, oof. That was, uh, yeah, that was hard. That was hard. <laughs> that was hard work, but my voice is shot. But, hey, I had a great time. It was awesome. Uh, first match on the show. Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Wasn't a big fan of this match. I was kind of bored. Uh, there was a bad botch. Right as Ricky was making his comeback at the end of the match, he tried to pull off a Tornado DDT, and there was a pretty bad botch. Nobody got hurt, fortunately, so that's good. But it just kind of wrecked the momentum. Like, it was kind of a big time in the match. He's kind of making his comeback. He's hitting his big Tornado DDT and rallying uh, to eventually win and get the crowd on his side and whatever, whatever. And it just kind of wrecked the momentum. Match was kind of plotting and wasn't a big fan of it, but oh well. Uh, next match was, uh, I think it was Julia Hart and uh, Ava Lawless, I think her name was. A more, I think more local Canadian talent. Um, it was okay. Good little squash match. Um, they had some interview segments here and there. Miro interview, you know, like a promo. He was cutting a promo about how he's a badass and he's gonna come get you. There's a little segment um, between uh, Willow Nightingale. Unfortunately, I was really looking forward to Willow Nightingale versus Athena, but Willow got hurt in Japan, uh, is what they said, so she couldn't get cleared tonight. Hopefully she'll be able to get cleared for Rampage in Saskatoon. That's the hope. They're going to bump that match up to Rampage in Saskatoon. I'm hoping that'll happen because I'm going to be there and that would be awesome. I was really excited for that match. Um, But uh, we'll see what happens. Unfortunately, that match didn't happen, but there's a little segment. They kind of jawed at each other. Athena was accusing Willow of ducking the match, whatever, whatever. That was kind of good. Then, I think, was this now? And I think, I'm not sure. Oh yeah, there was a a face turn. So QT Marshall is like Powerhouse's uh, like manager, his stable mate, whatever. He's in the QTV stable and he cost Powerhouse, well he arguably cost Powerhouse the match. Powerhouse hit his spine buster and maybe What's the speed limit on this street? I don't even know. Uh, maybe he would have won. It's hard to say. Starks might have kicked out of the spine buster, but uh, Powerhouse hit the spine buster, and uh, QT was too busy on the apron yelling at the ref for some reason. He distracted him. It was, was kind of neat, actually, because usually you see that move go the other way, where the, the face gets the vision. It's called a visionary pinfall, where like the guy has the guy pinned, but the ref doesn't actually count the three because the ref is, for some reason, whether he's hurt, whether he's distracted, whatever, he doesn't end up making the count. And then it's called a visionary pinfall. Well, there's a visionary pinfall. Usually the visionary pinfall happens for the baby face, the good guy, usually has the guy pinned and doesn't end up getting the win um, because the ref's not there. Usually that happens to the baby face, but this time it happened to the heel which was kind of neat, kind of a, a neat little spin on like a different, uh, 
yeah, kind of a change, change it up from what normally normally occurs. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, and then so Starks uh, then hit uh, Powerhouse with his spear after he was distracted, after he kind of was yelling at the ref and all distracted and got up, and, or actually he was yelling at QT. He was like, hey man, like what's going on? What the fuck are you doing? And then Starks knocked Powerhouse Hobbs into QT and then uh, hit him with a spear and then pinned him. So Starks got the win. He's moving to the final of the Owen Hart Cup tournament and will face the winner. I'll tell you later who won between Samoa Joe and CM Punk. He'll face the winner of that match. That's the main event of this show. And then, yeah, I think Julia Hart, Ava Lawless, good little squash, whatever, whatever. Uh, then uh, all that other stuff happened. Commercial breaks and whatnot. And then we had the match of the night. I thought this match was fucking awesome. Switchblade Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR. Fantastic tag match. I just I just thought it was awesome. It was long. It was, it was sick near falls. Great moves. They're just awesome. Just love that match. Match of the night. Unreal match. And Juice and Jay got... I thought they might. I thought there was a pretty good chance that they would uh, they would get the win. Uh, given that it was a, a title eliminator match. So now they'll next week on Rampage in Calgary. Kind of want to go. Probably not going to go, but I kind of want to go. Yeah, there's going to be, that's going to be the title match. And it's going to be two out of three falls. So it should be a fucking great match as well. Um, But yeah, unreal match. Really loved it. Uh, Switchblade got the pin. He hit Blade Runner. Uh, Cash Wheeler couldn't quite get in there in time to break up the pinfall and save the match for his team. And then, so Jay and Juice won. Bullet Club Gold. Fucking A. Awesome match. Just loved it. Uh, and then after that, we had uh, Scorpio Sky and Action Andretti. Action Andretti and Scorpio Sky. So that was a good little match. They're uh, trying to heat up Scorpio Sky again. He's been away for quite a while. Uh, got back from injury and uh, just wasn't hasn't been on TV in a while. Uh, I was. happy with that match being on the show. It was added. As you'll recall, it wasn't one of the matches that I talked about when I was going over the the show uh, talking about uh, the matches on tonight's show. That one was added. And I wasn't really happy it was added. I wish they would have saved it for like the Ring of Honor show afterwards or Whatever, but I understand they kind of got to re-debut Scorpio Sky. And whatever, whatever. So they had a good little match. Scorpio got the win. And uh, they shook hands after the match. So you're thinking maybe, you know, given Scorpio's back and they're, you know, showing, you know, they're re-debuting him or whatever, maybe he's going to turn heel. He was a heel before he uh, got injured and was off TV for a while. But no, he just shook hands after the match and uh, they had a nice little, yeah. They, uh, yeah, that, that was it. And then our, we had our main event. Samoa Joe, CM Punk 4. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. I was cheering super hard for Joe. I was booing super hard for Punk. But uh, yeah, they had, a, they had a good match. Uh, not up to the level of their previous three, obviously. But yeah, it was a good match. It was shorter than their previous three. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Great match. Punk got the win, unfortunately, with the roll-up, which is cool. That's always kind of been, uh, you know, throughout the story of Ring of Honor through Punk's, or sorry, for Samo- through Samoa Joe's Ring of Honor world title reign, where he was always accept, always susceptible. That was kind of for his entire reign. The, the his vulnerable spot was the roll up, the pinning combinations. He would lose a lot of tag matches to build up singles matches. Guys would pin him with a roll up, and it was like, oh, Samoa Joe. Like if you're gonna get him, you're gonna get him on a roll up. You 
beat him until the very end. Austin Aries eventually beat him for the Ring of Honor World title with you know his brain buster and his 450 splash. But Smojo held that belt for over two years. And the only signs of him ever possibly losing it was by a roll-up until Austin Aries eventually won it. So even though Punk got the win over Joe, the story is still kind of like Joe's kind of, you know, it was he was arguably the better man of the match. And, you know, fell victim to a roll-up. So it's like, yes, he lost, of course. But it wasn't definitive. Like, Punk did not definitively beat this man. And, of course, they did a handshake after the match, and then Punk choked him, or sorry, Joe choked him out. Joe shook his hand, and then he grabbed him and choked him out, and was going to beat him down more with the chair, but then FTR came out to save Punk. So they're, they're still building up to a future match, with, with future matches, maybe, but at least, a few, you know, they're still, still building the feud. Still, the feud is still in there still a thing with uh, Samoa Joe and CM Punk, so that was really sweet. That was cool. And then uh, they, they shot uh, the ROH TV show, which it's not even on TV, it's on their streaming service called Honor Club that you have to pay for. And um, it's kind of ridiculous to me at this juncture that people have to pay for the ROH TV show because it's not really that impressive. There's some, there's some good matches on it and everything, but it's really not something that people should be paying for, in my opinion, not at this juncture. Uh, you had um, a squash match with, uh, oh, also there's a dark match on the show with, uh, I think, kind of a, le a local talent and uh, Brody King, so that was cool. Brody just squashed him, beat him pretty good, gave him his, gave him his rolling somersault in the corner and pinned him quick. Cool to see Brody Lee. That's the uh, third time in two AEW shows that I've seen. Sorry, did I say Brody Lee? Fuck, I did, didn't I? I'm an asshole. I said Brody Lee. Brody Lee, rest in peace. He was a great wrestler for AEW. Uh, passed away. Got some kind of sickness. Nobody really knows what happened. But, uh, yeah, he got really sick, and they just weren't able to nurse him back to life, and he passed away, and it sucks, and rest in peace. He was a, a great wrestler, and more importantly, from everyone, it was like when Owen Hart died. Everyone had nothing but wonderful things to say about Owen Hart, and uh, with Brody Lee, everyone had nothing but great things, wonderful things to say about Brody Lee, John Huber, his real name. So I said Brody Lee, I'm sorry. That was a fuck up. I met Brody King. I've seen Brody King now. I've seen AEW twice, uh, but I've seen him three times. When I saw Dynamite in uh, in Winnipeg, he wrestled on Dynamite in the main event, the trios match, the trios title match in the main event, and then he wrestled again on Rampage in a singles match against Daniel Garcia, and then. Tonight I saw him again wrestle a dark match, so I saw, I've seen him three. I've seen him wrestle three matches now, three times. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and then collision happened, and then on uh, ROH they did a little squash match with Athena and a local talent. Can't remember the name. Did get to see Michael Allen Richard Clark. He's a guy I've watched a lot on the in the on the Independents in Saskatoon. He was on the show with a couple, three other, or two other uh, local guys against Stu Grayson, Stu Grayson and the Righteous. Stu Grayson from uh, Montreal. So that was really cool getting to see Stu and Michael Allen, Richard Clark. So uh, yeah, got to see him. I mean, it was pretty much a squash match, but I got to see Michael Allen, Richard Clark hit a pretty sweet drop kick and take some moves. He ate pin. I'm really rooting for that guy. I'd love to see him uh, get a go with a uh, with a big league pro wrestling promotion. I'm a big fan of that guy a lot. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's actually a really good talker too. Um, so yeah, so uh, it was awesome to see him. He got, I got to see him in Winnipeg as well. And that always makes me really happy to see the. the I watched, I've watched a little bit of independent pro wrestling 
Saskatoon, I've seen some of the local guys. Very few of them are like really good where I'm like, this guy has a shot on like a big league promotion and he's one of the guys where I'm like, yeah, I like this guy a lot, I'm rooting for him. He's got a lot of, you know, I, he's awesome. And uh, you know, I'd like to see him get a shot. Not that many guys that I watch on the independents in the independent promotions in Saskatoon, but he's one of them, so I'm really happy to see him get a shot, to get to see him out there. It was, it was sweet. And then, uh, might add one more squash. I don't think there's a squash there. Oh, yeah, I think it was, now I think it was Dalton Castle and uh, Tony Nice. Good little match. Dalton Castle's a charisma machine. I'm a big fan of Dalton Castle. He's so funny, so charisma charismatic. He's got his boys, his, uh, I don't know what you call them, kind of his manservants, but like, he like looks after them and stuff. It's just a weird dynamic. I don't even know how to explain it. And he's like a peacock at Dalton Castle. And his boys are like his little peacock feathers. Uh, I don't know uh, how else to put it, but uh, awesome. And a good little match. Tony Nese is an awesome wrestler. Unfortunately, with AEW and Ring of Honor, he's kind of slotted into a lower mid-carter jobber role. And it's too bad because I'd like to see him have, you know, I'd like to see him push more. He's a really good wrestler. It's just that he's kind of probably slotted where he should be, even though he's really good. He's a good worker. Worker, that meaning he's good in the ring. Yeah, I actually think he's underrated uh, on the mic as well. Dave Meltzer, the like premier wrestling journalist, analyst, uh, always says that he had, had, doesn't have any charisma, but I don't think that's true. I think he's underrated in the charisma factor and the uh, on the mic factor. I really like Tony Nese a lot, but he lost. He always loses. Uh, but they had a really good match, and, and Tony Nese is a really good he's a really good wrestler. And Dalton Castle is I, I'm just a big I, he's a star. I, I'm a big fucking fan of Dark. Dalton Castle. He's a really good wrestler too. Um, I. I I don't think he's the worker that Tony Nese is, but he's got that other, he's got that star quality to him. He's got a very unique gimmick and um, super charismatic. Big fan of Dalton Castle. Super cool to watch him get to wrestle. Then, uh, what else was there? There's another match in between. Fuck, who wrestled? Oh, Shane Taylor wrestled either Charlie Bravo or uh, Captain Sean, G, Sean Dean. Can't remember who it was. Wasn't super into this. At this point, like, I'm fucking tired. Like, after Collision, actually, after the tag match, uh, Bullet Club Gold, Juice Robinson and Jay White uh, versus FTR, I was fucking exhausted at that point. Had no voice left. But I got up again for CM Punk, Samoa Joe, yeah, at this point, I'm fucking shot. Like, my voice is shot. I'm tired. So I didn't get into the Shane Taylor match a lot. But there was a couple strikes, a couple, a worked punch that Shane Taylor hit, and a really good headbutt. And he, a really good worked, worked punch. Obviously, it looked like he connected big time. I don't think he did on either the punch or the headbutt. But it looked fucking sweet from where I was. By the way... I got, like, the cheapest seat that I could get, and, like, it wasn't bad. Like, it was a pretty good seat. Like, I would probably go for those seats more often to save myself a lot of money because, yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, like, it was a fine seat, like, a really fine seat, and I paid just under 45 bucks for it, which is fucking expensive, but, uh, that was, like, kind of the cheapest seat available. Fuck 
trios. I think it's better to call it a trios match, three versus three. Six-man tag, three versus three, three versus three, six. But I think it's better to call it trios. I think trios makes more sense. Three versus three, as opposed to six-man tag. But ROH calls their trios world title, their six-man tag world title. Uh, AEW calls their trios world title, their trios world title. Uh, but, you know, a little difference that ROH and AEW do. Whatever, whatever. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah. Main event. I'm not sure if the six-man tag title was on the line. But anyways, yeah, that was the main event to bring him honor. And it was a good match. It was awesome to see Brian Cage. I'm a big fan of Brian Cage. Oh, yeah, the champions are Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Toa Lenoa, Lenoa and... Something caught, uh, but they're a good tag team. Uh, watching them the first time I, I saw them, they were very raw, very green. Uh, kind of looked dangerous. Kind of looked like, oh, I'm not sure about these guys. These guys might hurt someone. Um, these guys aren't super clean out there. I don't know. Like, but they have improved tremendously. They've always had a great look. They're been menacing, big guys. Uh, they may or may not be Samoan. There's a huge lineage of Samoan pro wrestlers. Uh, there's some awesome, awesome Samoan pro wrestlers. It's something about uh, Samoa, you know, Samoa Joe, the Head Shrinkers, um, Roman Reigns, the Usos. There's a lot of awesome Samoan pro wrestlers out there, and they may or may not be Samoan. Tamatonga, Tagaloa, uh, well, they might be, they might be Tonga. Um, I don't know if there's a connection between Tonga and Samoa, but anyways, uh, but yeah, those guys are fucking, like, they're, I'm, they've improved a ton. I really like them. Great looks. They have awesome looks, and they've gotten a lot better in the ring. Very impressed with them as of late. And Brian Cage, man, I, I'm really, I really like Brian Cage a lot. A lot of the internet wrestling community um, makes fun of Brian Cage a lot. A lot of the internet fans uh, come down on him a lot. I think he's awesome. I'm a big fan, and uh, I like the match. I like the match a lot. Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony, uh, also known as the Embassy, uh, managed by Prince Nana, got the win. And, uh, yeah, that, that, I think that was it. I think that covered everything. That was the end of the night. And I hung around a little bit, waiting for traffic to die down. I don't know that there was enough people that came to the show for there to be traffic, but I just kind of hung around. I went on Twitter, dicked around on my phone. Wasted time, really. I probably shouldn't have done that. I probably should have tried to get out of there as quick as I could. But I was kind of like, well, I'm not going to beat traffic, so maybe I can, like, wait out traffic. I don't know how necessary that was as I said, but whatever, I dawdled, and, uh, now I'm, uh, and, you know, also, I was kind of like, well, if I dawdle, I might get a text from Nick, being like, hey, man, yeah, come over, so I was sort of like, eh, it was sort of, maybe worth it to dawdle a little bit, I don't know, whatever, oh, dead deer on the road, that's too bad, rest in peace, um, yeah, and now I'm on the way home, to recording this podcast for you there, niche. And now I think we're going to listen to some music. So, uh, what should we listen to? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know if I finished uh, Brainless God for you. Or, yeah, Brainless God. I think Brainless God is the name of the record. The, uh, the uh, direct hit record. But I think that I rate... Um, Fuck, what's the name of the... There's Dome Splitter. There's Brainless God. There's... I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, okay. Direct hit. Crown of Nothing. Fuck. And then there... No, okay, there's Dome Splitter. There's Brainless God. There's Wasted Mind. And then there's Crown of Nothing. I think I rate... I'm gonna have to figure out what I like better between Dome Splitter 
and Crown of Nothing, but I think I got Wasted Mind, then Brainless God, and then I have to figure out between Crown of Nothing and Dome Splitter, which I like better. And you know what? We will listen to Dome Splitter by Direct Hit. That's what we'll do. I'm going to plug this in. And uh, yeah, I will listen to Direct Hit's first record. It was reissued on Fat Records called Dome Splitter on Civic Duty. I'm probably not going to sing along too much because my voice is shot. And I went into the show with my voice being shot.
I've ever seen Juice in. Honestly. I love Juice, but like in terms of match quality, it's probably the best match I've ever seen have. Juice Robinson. This song's called In Orbit.
definitely my least favorite direct hit record. I love it. I love Dome Splitter, but I just, I appreciate the maturity of sound that happens as, uh, well, yeah, you know, and the upgrade in maturity from Dome Splitter to Brainless God is crazy. I did, I think they did have a lot of like seven inches and like EPs in between those two records. But yeah, I do love Dome, Dome Splitter, don't get me wrong, but just the, uh, yeah, there's much more uh, polished, finely tuned sound out of the other three records. But yeah, that's my verdict on that. Uh, how long have I been recording for? Maybe I want to stop. Maybe you're done. Maybe you're done listening to me at this juncture. Oh, it's past, uh, it's past the seven kilometers now, so maybe I'll bump up my speed a little bit. I'm going to make an effort. I'm really hungry. I'm going to make an effort to not eat when I get home. I'm just going to brush my teeth, do my mouthwash, lay in bed, do some stretches while I watch some shows or a show or part of a show and go to sleep. I'm going to try not to eat, veg around eating when I get home. I really want to, but I know that eating before bed is something that's not good to do. And uh, getting less sleep is something that's not good to do. So if I go home and I eat, uh, uh, well, neither one of those things are going to happen. I'm going to eat before bed, which isn't good, and I'm going to get less sleep because I'll be spending time eating. So I'm just going to try to go straight to bed when I get home. That's the effort. That, that's the effort I'm, I'm trying to do. That's the thing I'm going to try to do, and I'm making it known on this podcast that that's what I'm thinking of trying to do. So yeah, I'm making it, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, making myself accountable by talking about it on the show. I'm going to listen to the loved ones now. I don't know how much longer I'm going to record. This has been a long podcast. I probably should have like separated the podcast when I talked about pro wrestling and when I listened to music, but it is easier to post bigger podcast episodes versus smaller ones. Unless I put myself in a spot where like I don't have enough room to post the bigger ones. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But anyways, this is the loved ones with their second. Oh, what the fuck? I don't have their second record on this iPod. I only have their first record, but here's keep your heart. I love ones. This song's called Suit Yourself. Okay, we're gonna try. I'm not gonna skip. Alright, here we go.
So thanks for listening. I hope you're doing well. See you later.